for a limited time. Iowa football looking to continue their recent success against Minnesota at Kinnick Stadium tomorrow, where the Gophers have not won a game since 1999. Chiefs getting ready to host the Chargers on Sunday with punter Tommy Townsend dealing with a knee issue. The team says Patrick Mahomes is their backup punter. Two more league championship games today. The Rangers host the Astros for a pivotal game five in the AL. Tonight, the Phillies visit the Diamondbacks up two games to one. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until just before one. Murph and Andy live from the Hy-Vee in Urbandale, one to three. Heather and Sean. Follow them from 3 until 6 as the big sale going on. Jim the Liquor King putting that together. And they are open. They've cut the ribbon and booze is flying off the shelves. Yes. Jeez. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Let's talk some college football, shall we? Bama Bob joins us as we preview a slate of games. Bama, good to talk to you. Just before we uh, get into some of the games, uh, what, I mean, 30 seconds if you can. Um, what do you make of this Harbaugh story, if anything? Kind of sounds like the NCAA's got a bug up their butt for him, doesn't it? I mean, it's, I can't imagine this is the only team doing this. Um, <laughs> true. You know, so it just kind of reeks of, you know, he sort of, you know, Feinbaum said it. Uh, I was, you know, watching a little clip from him. It's like the NCAA enforcement staff is so weak right now. Uh, they, they just have, especially with NIL and all this other stuff going on, they, they can't or won't do anything about that, so they're just kind of picking and choosing what they want to do. And Harbaugh kind of, you know, gave him the middle finger with that whole suspension thing earlier uh, in the year and self-imposed his three-game ban or you know whatever it was. I don't I don't know exactly what happened there, but um, it it just seems petty to me. Um, you know, if you're going to send, uh, I mean, what, what's the difference between sending somebody in the stands to watch a game and watching it on video? I just, I don't understand the difference. If you're recording the practices or whatever, sure, that's uh, you know, kind of the yeah, the old Patriot thing, you know, the Spygate, right. um, you know, that's one thing. But it sounds to me like he just might have sent coaches and sat in the stands, and their their objective was to steal signals. Well, you can get that kind of off of a TV broadcast. Um, I don't know that, that... unless uh, Taylor Swift's at the game. You know, right, exactly. Then all you see is Taylor <laughs> right. Swift sitting with uh, which I'm good Mrs. with Kelsey. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, exactly. Not a bad thing. I don't need put up a Wilson Toyota there little go, sign like right? Iowa State does. Or now right? it's We Will. I think well, I think We Will has taken their place with the, the club. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, look, uh, you know, talking about a guy living a life. How's Travis Kelsey doing? Right doing now? very well. <laughs> Two Super Bowls in the. You know the the new number Michael one Jackson pop star that, of the world, yeah, uh, and, and that the world's seen probably since uh, you know Michael Jackson. Yeah. So yeah, he's not doing too shabby. New six million dollar mansion in Kansas City. He's going to have to struggle by with. So yeah. um, it's funny though how much can <laughs> we really think about it though? And I know we're not here to talk about this, but you know people think of this guy as as having money. You know she probably made oh god yeah in one concert right. what he makes in his career. Yeah, so it's just. It's crazy, good, but yeah, I, I just seems like it just seems petty on the incident. And I'm no Harbaugh fan. This just seems petty. I'm with you. Let's get into a couple of the marquee games this weekend. Trent, Penn State, and Ohio State. You guys know how invested I was in Penn State in the off season. I don't feel great about it, but I feel like why I just don't have to you? Say, 
it's the Ohio State defense. Mm-hmm. What we've seen from Jim Knowles in year number two, they're different. Mm-hmm. They are changed. They are what he does seemingly every place he goes and what he's been able to do. And that's kind of my reason. Plus, the way Penn State has won this year, it's dink and dunk. It's not shots up the field. Yeah. Are you going to be able to do that two, three, maybe four drives that you need to in Columbus with the fresh or sophomore quarterback? Drew Aller is very talented, yep. but he hasn't done anything down the field, and that's where my buyback would go. I got a Penn State ticket. I don't feel great about it. Numbers come down, too. It was 48 to total open. That's down to 45 in some places Ooh. now. So, Bama, Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah, this is kind of the old, uh, you know, put-up-shut-up game, if you want to, with, uh, with, with James Franklin. I yep. mean, he's been there. This is his 10th year. He signed a huge contract extension. A couple of years ago, uh, I think it's it's eight million dollars per year left as a buyout. And I know they're not thinking about buyouts and everything, but you know, next year the schedule we would go to the divisionless thing, and so he won't have Ohio State and Michigan that he has to win, uh, you know, the East against to get to the championship game. But uh, you know, they also have Washington and USC, which you know won't have their quarterbacks this year, thankfully for them. But it, it it's just I'm. I agree. I mean, Drew Aller is really good, but I, I look at what Ohio State did to, to Sam Hartman, who I think is better. And Sam Hartman didn't have a great game against this defense. And, you know, on the road, look at, you know, Penn State's played who? Illinois and uh, Northwestern on the road. Um, not exactly challenges, really. Yeah. The only two teams. And then, you know, played Iowa at home, and we all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Their defense is good. They've got talent. They've got skill. They've got explosive players. Can they do it? I still think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player on the field, but I think Penn State offensively can line up skill for skill position with them. It's just both these defenses, who, who, which one is legit? I mean, both of them are in the top five or top ten or whatever you want to look at it, but who have they played? We keep coming back to this. Uh, Ohio State shut down a pretty good Maryland team. They held Sam Hartman in check. They faced a lot better competition, at least at the quarterback position, Mm -hmm. I think, than Penn State has. And Penn State's seen nothing like what, you know, what what Harrison's going to bring. So uh, this this is, if you're James Franklin, this is the kind of game you you really need to win to legitimize your program, in my opinion. He hasn't done it yet. I know he won the one title in 16 and, um, you know, didn't, you know, went on to play in the championship game. It really hasn't done much since. Lost in the Rose Bowl that year. Didn't make the playoff. I think they might have finished fifth. I don't know. Um, whatever it was that year. But th- this is the kind of game Penn State fans have been waiting for. Can you go on the road in a big game in late October and beat a, a st- an established program? If you can't do it now, they're not out of it. Neither team's out of it by losing this game. It's just going to create, you know, it puts kind of Michigan in the driver's seat. Michigan still has both these teams. Right. Um, and I so, think they're better. Uh, I think they're better. I really do. I think. I, that... I, I do too. Yeah, I agree. I just think that. But look, if you're James Franklin, if you're Penn State fans, this is what these are the kind of games you want to see. They don't want excuses. They don't want anything else. Penn, uh, Ohio State's really banged up at running back. Uh, they they set those two guys last week, and the the third guy got hurt. Are they back? Were they precautionary uh, against a you know a weaker opponent in Purdue? I probably. Uh, they'll never admit it, but it probably was. It held them out for this game. I expect them to be back. Day says he thinks they will. But the, again, the kind of game that if you got to win it, if you're James Franklin, if you're not going to win it this year, when are you going to do it? Uh, when you when you add four new teams next year, I like Ohio State. I just think they played a better competition. I hope it's close. I'd love to see Penn State win this game and set up a showdown with Michigan 
in Happy Valley. Um, I'm all for it. I just, yeah, I just I don't think it's going to happen. I just think that uh, Aller on the road, uh, he just hasn't seen this kind of environment before. And, you know, he's got the weapons. Just what can Franklin do? Can Franklin help him? He hasn't thrown an interception. That's, a, that's big. If he throws an interception or two tomorrow, I think they lose. Tennessee, Alabama, Trent Condon. Love this game. Uh, mentioned been to this game before. Third Saturday in October. It's an incredible environment. And after Tennessee finally ends the long losing streak, I think Alabama's waiting. Joe Milton, you know I've never been a fan. Nope. Million-dollar arm. He does. Has absolutely no accuracy. And no receivers this year either. He's the Deacon Hill of the SEC. And maybe a with little a, bit. With a little a bit better arm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hope, oh, no, I hope that's true. <laughs> Big arm, not much accuracy <laughs> yeah. is where we're going with Milton here. And Milrow, he's making plays he, up You know the field. what? He's getting better, isn't he? Yeah. That offensive line still mm-hmm. stinks. 127th in the country in pressures allowed from that Alabama offensive line. I think they go max protect. They move the pocket. They make enough plays. It's a big number. It's over a touchdown here. I'm willing to lay it with Alabama. I think they win this mm. thing relatively comfortably, you know, 27-13, something like that. Right. I just don't see Tennessee moving the ball. Uh, Bama, your thoughts. Real quick, Kane Proctor, where's he out on the depth chart? Has he lost he's- his place? Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to tell because, uh, they, they took him out. They said he was injured and then they bring, uh, they bring his replacement and he wasn't much better. I mean, the, the kid from Arkansas last year just, just absolutely ripped him to shreds. Uh, Proctor's got to lose. I think he's still, I think he's going to start. Um, I think the bye week this week is, if he struggles this week, then I think the bye week before they play LSU is really where it gets interesting. But, that, the bottom line is, I don't know, he weighs 350, 360, 370, whatever it is, but he does look fat and slow. It's not a good combination for an offensive lineman in the SEC. That kid needs to lose 30 to 35 pounds. I mean, he's he's got the size. He's got the – he's not lazy. I just think he's slow and he's lumbering. And when you put a guy on the edge, he just – he struggles. You kind of have to chip somebody, and, you know, that takes your – takes away from your offense. But I – I think he's going to play. I think he's still the starter. I haven't seen anything yet um, that says he's not. That's a, that's a big question, and, and you're right. For for all the criticism Milrow has taken, and some of it's been deserved, he has not gotten a lot of help. He hasn't had a running game that he can rely on. Uh, he really, other than uh, Jermaine Burton against Texas A&M, with that kind of breakout game that he had, um, that he really hasn't had a lot that he can rely on in receivers. Um, he, he has made his mistakes. Tommy Reese, I think, has kind of, you know, done a good job figuring out after the Texas game what he can and what he can't do. But, you know, the number is pretty big. I agree with you. And I, I do also agree that Joe Milton, I don't think he's certainly not Hendon Hooker in terms of, you know, what, what he can do in terms of running an offense. He can throw it a mile and maybe that's what they do tomorrow. They just open it up and, you know, try to beat some DBs, you know, down the field 60 yards because they're not used to an arm like that. But Alabama's defense, I think, is better. Tennessee's is okay. Come, coming off a big win against A&M, I don't like the number, uh, nine and a half, because, uh, you know, Alabama could certainly win by 10. But it, listen, this game could be, if, if Milrow doesn't play well and he throws a couple of picks, which he's been wont to do, uh, at inopportune times, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, this game will be tight, and I think it'll be a fourth-quarter game. If Alabama jumps out, I don't know that Tennessee can can come back. But it, it, it is crazy when you think about it, the talent that was on the field in Knoxville last year versus what we're going to see in Bryant-Denny Stadium tomorrow on the offensive side right. is, a little different. is so much a little different. Just look at the guys that 
have gone on to the NFL and are making an impact. I like Alabama to win the game. Uh, then they go into the bye week and they'll play LSU. But uh, I don't think it's by any means a slam dunk. This is a this is a game in the past where you really didn't worry about it if you were an Alabama fan because you were just that much better than Tennessee back in the Devonta Smith days and you know Najee Harris when they just had those absolute just you know you know Tua and all those they, they, you know Tennessee wasn't going to beat them uh, last year that caught up with them um, and but now this. I think this year, this game, and the one, the next one they play are, are in play, which is a little unusual for Alabama fans. But uh, I like Alabama to win. I think the environment, I think there's a little bit of a payback to it. Um, the environment will be good. It'll be a perfect day, 70 and sunny at kickoff, 2.30. PBS, what else do you want? Uh, this is the kind of game you want if uh, you're Alabama. But um they're going to they'll they'll be in for a dogfight tomorrow. I don't think this is a walkover like it has been in the past. Two big uh, Pac-12 games up next, boys. Oregon tries to get back in the win column. Wazoo, what's happened? Yeah, completely fell apart Ooh. last week against Arizona. Back weeks. I don't think it's well. The loss to UCLA. UCLA's got a good defense, yeah. and I don't know. Yeah, but, I, the, but the final three quarters, they weren't in the game at all. They are done. I. I, I don't think this is going to be a compelling game at all. I don't know how it made your list. Oregon boat racism, you think? Oh, yeah. They're favored by 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, your thoughts, Bama? Yeah, I mean, if it's going to go one way, it's going to go Oregon, I think. Um, listen, they still have a lot to play for. Tough loss last week, as we know. Uh, game of the year uh, until this week, which is a new game of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, but that, that one lived up to it. I mean, they could have won that game in Seattle. Yeah. I think that's that's just one of the things that's, you know, where are they right now, you know, head-wise? Dan Lanning, uh, who I think, again, we talked about it Monday, I think he made some big mistakes in that game. I didn't like going for it, um, you know, at midfield. I certainly didn't like the conservative calls that as he got closer. Uh, to, he was kind of playing for the tie and it bit him. Um, I, listen, I think coming back home, they, they still have a lot to play for. They can all, all you want is a shot in the Big 12 championship game, and they've still got, you know, still have that in front of them. And this is a game you got to take care of if that's what you want to do. They've got this one, then they go to Utah, uh, Cal, and USC. That's you know Oregon State still on the schedule. They got a lot of big games. Love it. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think I do too. The Pac-12 is just—it's so awesome. Damn, it's incredible. Oh, so damn good yep. this year. It's unbelievable. Yep. Every week you think, and even Washington State, you know, who kind of hung around for mm-hmm. you know a couple weeks, and you know Arizona. Let's give them a little credit for they doing found what they it. Did. Yep, they found their they game. Have. Yep. So I like Oregon. I don't know about the the, the line here. I just and talent wise, yes, you know, twenty one. Um, I just, I mean, they, they, I, they might come out a little bit slow. And I think they're going to need the fans to get behind them. But I think Bo Nix will do what Bo Nix does. He's still only thrown one pick. Which is remarkable. Which is remarkable Mm -hmm. as much as he put 207 pass attempts, one interception. They can run it. I think they will run it. Their defense is good. Uh, I like Oregon to win comfortably. I don't know about the margin. You always worry about these backdoor covers. But uh, I just think that um, Washington State, they're, they're going to have to have a a pretty big pick-me-up to get back after what happened to them last week. Um, two conference losses, as you said, they're probably out of it. Still got a chance for a really good season, you know, eight, nine wins. And certainly this would be a scout for them. I just don't see it happening. Utah-USC. Caleb Williams lost the Heisman last week, Trent. Does he get back on track? You like this Utah squad? I do. I don't like a minus Cam Rising, though. That offense is yuck. Is Cam Rising going to play? Period. Uh, there is certainly more to the story. Uh, I think I mentioned this maybe a week or two ago that we've heard a, a lot of conversation about it every time it's brought up in press conferences at Utah. 
very quickly dismissed. I'm we'll not see. sure he wants to play Trent. Well, yeah. If honestly. you're not right. Yeah. We'll and see. he's got his own doctor. Yeah. Utah has dominated the series. They physically manhandle USC. There's got to be some kind of pride in mm-hmm. USC, doesn't there? I don't have a feel one way or the other, but I think this will say a lot about USC. If they get off the mat and play well, even if it's a tight game and don't get punched in the mouth, if they get physically dominated again, though, well, Lincoln Riley, the shine's definitely going to be off of him. Yeah, indeed it is. Uh, Bama? I like USC in this one, uh, and especially, as you said, without rising. I'm just looking at the numbers here. I mean, look, Utah's doing it on the ground. They're averaging 170 yards a game, and I know that USC's defense stinks. Okay, it really does. It is odorous. Um, however, Cale Williams, I mean, yes, they lost last week, but they're still undefeated in the Pac-12, and they still have Oregon and Washington on that schedule. Okay, they win those two games and finish undefeated, they're going to the playoff. That loss last week is not going to matter. Can they do it? I'm not real sure because, again, their defense, when they play, they're not going to be challenged through the air tomorrow. They're, the challenge tomorrow, as you said, is it's going to be bully ball. Can they stand up to that running game that Kyle Whittingham and Utah is going to bring into the Coliseum? If they can do it, and this is a big game on Fox, primetime, uh, it'll be 5 o'clock out there, but it'll be primetime everywhere else, and everybody's going to be watching. Um, it's a kind of a tough game to come off of that loss against Notre Dame with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is not a you know a easier stuff back into it. Utah's going to come to play, and they still got a lot to play for too. They've only got one loss, so uh, you know they're going to Whittingham's not going to have a problem motivating them. I just I got to like USC in this just because Utah is so limited. But you're right if they come in and they get punched in the face and they get knocked around, they're going to get knocked out of the playoff if they lose probably with two losses, no matter what happens in the Pac-12. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, what is Lincoln Riley? As you said, what what has he done? What can he do? He pays no attention to defense. And he didn't at Oklahoma. He hasn't at USC. You think he could recruit some guys at USC to come play defense for him. Uh, and he, for whatever reason, he, he hasn't. He won't. He doesn't care. I like USC in the game. The line is only uh, seven. You know, Utah could keep it close. They're just so limited. i got to think USC is going to win this. And they're going to have motivation to, to still stay because they still have everything to play for, everything, not just the Pac-12, but the playoff. If they went out, can they do it? It's got to start tomorrow. Let's uh, jump forward to the Big Twelve. It's probably the best game of the week in the Big Twelve. It's not the greatest slate by any means. Trent, K State and TCU. This Avery Johnson story. Will mm-hmm. Howard might not get his job back. He might have been Wally pipped. Uh, seriously, I mean, they love this kid. Where are you on K-State TCU? Yeah, I'd be interested with Avery Johnson. We've seen it with the legs. Yes. What about the arm? Well, And this is a, yeah, it's a fun game. Two teams that, whoever loses this, it's going to be considered a huge disappointment this year. Yep. Whoever wins it keeps themselves at least in consideration to, to get in there. They still got work to do here. And I just, I don't have a feel because of that. It's a very mm-hmm. tenuous situation. Kleiman, I would not want to be in his seats because you see what Avery Johnson did a week ago. But you also what know... time is that game, by the way? Is it night? Six o'clock Dang. is that one. But then you have kind of the other side of the coin. And I said this summer, Will Howard would be the one quarterback I wanted to win a game right. in the fourth quarter. Did, yes. And now he might lose his job. I think he has. Tough spot here. No feel in this one in the Battle of Purple. How about you, Bama? Yeah, I agree. The, the quarterback thing is the, is the, the, I mean, that's the story. Yeah. And you, know, you mentioned Wally Pip. I mean, that's that's the perfect analogy. Yeah. I mean, Will Howard has been the guy coming yes. in the last two years, and he hasn't been able to finish the season. 
Um, and his stats aren't great. I mean, nine picks, I mean, seven interceptions, that's a boatload. Mm-hmm. And this kid just came in last week and you know, just was unfazed, completely unfazed by any of this. Um, I, look, again, don't have a huge, uh, you know, feel for it. You know, these are two, you know, way, not under the, not way under the radar, but, you know, a notch down, if you will, from Oklahoma and Texas in the, in the Big 12. I just think that, it's going to be an entertaining game, and, and Kansas State—they somehow always seem to find a way. Just when you count them out, they always figure out a way. Um, TCU's got a lot of pride. I, I don't know. I'm—I'm I, I'm kind of the same as Trent. I don't really have a feel for it one way or the other. Just the quarterback thing is just absolutely fascinating to me because I think they might have found the guy, uh, even though Will Howard was, you know, the the one they wanted they, that they thought they were going to start with. But man, this this other kid just came in and played. Played tremendous last week against a pretty good Texas Tech team, who has, by the way, yeah, maybe the most disappointing team absolutely in the yep. this year. No question about yep. it. Hey, boys, we got to move on. Let's let's do this game before our sneaky because Duke and Florida State are both unbeaten uh, in the conference. Trent, Florida State, Duke, no Riley Leonard, or I mean, is he fifty fifty? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Elko said maybe he could play. I mean, that's where we are. You can't talk about this game until you know anything. That's about true. Leonard. Because if he plays, it's a different it's yeah. a different football team. But, I mean, you hearing anything different? Fifty fifty, maybe sixty forty. But if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, what that's you, the thing. Right? Yeah, the, the little bit we get down here is is you know if he plays, it's he's not going to be at full strength. They're going to have to. He's going to be limited. I think is the is the word everybody likes to use. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to be able to move out of the pocket. And and I'm telling you right now, against that defense, against Florida State, that defensive line that they're going to bring, that is not what you want. You do not want to be a statue back there. You know, I know Duke's got everything to play for, and they're having a great year. But I mean, if you're a coaching staff, you you've really got to do this kid. You got to have his best interest in mind, if, if in my opinion. And I know he's going to want to play. He's going to want to be out there for his team. You're going to want him out there uh, because you do have a lot to play for. However, if he if he's just going to be a statue back there, you're, you're risking his long-term health against this Florida State team. I love FSU in this situation. I think uh, you know Duke usually doesn't get anybody wound up. You know, let's face it. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in football. In basketball, yes. In football, no. I just think that I love Florida State. I've stayed with them all year, and I think whether Riley plays or whether he doesn't, if he plays, it may, may make it a little bit closer. If he doesn't, I don't think Duke has much of a shot at all. I love what the coach has done there, but this Florida State team's got some dudes on it. I think they are a legit title contender. I do, too. I, just think, I think Duke's having a nice season, a good season, very good season for them. But, man, you, you just yeah, not without Leonard. You've got to have his well-being you know, in, yep. in the back of your mind if you're going to throw him out there because this is a dangerous game if you do. Absolutely. Sneaky good game, Trent. It's the back. It's the right one, and you're 1,000% correct. We're going to see this game twice. Yes, Toledo at Miami of yep. Ohio, two 6-1 teams, <laughs> 3 o'clock ESPNU. If you get sick of watching the Hawkeyes, yeah, which bounce I over will, to but I can't. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's for the MAC. Trent's 100% right. The, the leader of the East, the leader of the West, and they collide. Bama. Uh, I got two. I'm just going to go sneaky good game. I think it's going to be. I'm going to go off the grid almost completely here. Six o'clock, NFL Network. What? Appalachian State and Old Dominion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're chasing James Madison. I think it's going to be a good game. All right. You know, nobody really going to care much about it. And then the other one is just the lead into Alabama and, and Tennessee. 
You know my affinity for these games, Air Force and Navy, Service wow. Academy game, 11, 11 a.m. CBS. I think that's that's a watch game uh, opposite of uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Not you know not going to generate a lot of ratings, but uh, that's just one for me that, you know, it's a Service Academy yep. game, so I'll be flipping back and forth to it. And uh, the big number in this game, Air Force double digit. They are. Yeah, double digits? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Geez. Hey, we got to run, yeah. uh, Bama. Good stuff. We'll recap it on Monday, probably a little bit later. We'll uh, get to you at 1230. Um, you know, everything goes well. Uh, have a good yep. weekend, Bama. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Always enjoy it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I going around college football. Uh, time for another NIL opportunity. You can claim some of that money right now. Head to KXNO.com. The keyword is win, win at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Win at KXNO.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. XNO.com. Tom Cakert on the Hawks next. We will do our picks before we get out of here at 1. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renner's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renner's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- 44 slash free. Joined again by Dr. Ethan Heisman, Elite Eye Care, with locations in Waukee, two in Ankeny, and Norwalk. Dr. Heisman, getting older, I wear contacts. What do you have so I don't have to deal with cheaters? Multifocal or bifocal contact lenses. These lenses are very well designed and very comfortable so that when you wear them, you can still enjoy nice, crisp, clear vision far away, but then you can also still see up close without having to throw on reading glasses. Waukee, Ankeny, and Norwalk. Fit agent with the Misty Soulwich Home Selling Team. Then welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A few minutes late, so let's go right to Tom Kanker at HawkeyeReport.com. 
Hawks Gophers bye week next week before off to Wrigley Field to take on Northwestern. The number is what, three and a half, Trent, right yes. around there? Totals 31, 30 and a half, depending on where you shop with the wind. Mike Palm said earlier, maybe, just maybe, we'll get to an historic low uh, somewhere in the uh, 29 and a half range. We'll see. Tom joins us. Tom, Trent, and Ken, is that what you expect to see, Tom? Another uh, defensive showdown? <laughs> well, last year it was thirteen ten, and it was just cold up in Minnesota. It wasn't really. I don't remember it being all that windy, um, but it was cold that day. And I remember Mo Ibrahim running wild. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I want twenty nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, really. I'd love to see it. And I'm going to fire on the and I'm going to fire on the under as soon as that happens, so I can have the historic ticket. Well, what did Palm say, Trent, when he was on with us? He thinks the number should be 28 and a half. That's where, yeah, he'd have it. But they said they just know they wouldn't get any money mm-hmm. if they put it down that low. So that's why they've kind of kept it at that point. Tom, I mentioned uh, for 47 seconds yesterday, that was the tipping point. They got down to 30, yeah. and I would assume some conglomerate or some big better uh, move that thing back up to 30 and a half. But a wild game, and the question becomes, how does Iowa move the football? Because, you know, Joe Rossi, he's going to have... Well, if he can have 11 in the box, he might do it tomorrow. <laughs> he he might. He might just leave the wide receivers uncovered yeah. and see if uh, they can. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's he's going to. I mean, it's no secret what he's going to do. He's just going to stack the box. Yeah. And he's going to put both safeties in there, and he's going to say, go ahead. But the, the risk you run with doing that, when you bring those safeties down and put them in the box, is if Iowa executes yep. and and they get through there, Bye-bye. It's six points. It's six points. And that's the risk you're going to run. But I think he's probably willing to take that risk because I think he probably believes that, you know, his safeties are going to make those tackles or somebody before them will make those tackles and doesn't have the faith that that Iowa can can bust bust runs. But that's what they've – it's it's like – Iowa has become like the Rob Deere of college football. (laughs) Yeah, it's either going to go over the wall. It's it's either it's either three three and out like three yeah. uh, like a strikeout, yeah. or it's or it's going over the wall. Yeah. you know that's who they are. Yeah, indeed they are. Uh, so, um, Tom, I'm not sure if you did your behind enemy lines or you talked to somebody yeah. uh, that covers Minnesota. So what's what's the their opinion on Darius Taylor? Is a really gifted running back in his own right, a true freshman uh, Abraham's. Uh, you know, next in line, if you will, and he's taken that ball and he's run with it. But yeah. he missed the last game and he got hurt the game before. What's the thought process? Will he or won't he tomorrow? Um, I che- actually checked in with Mike Grimm and oh, um, good one, yeah. Mike, Mike is the play-by-play, play-by-play, play, yeah. Yep. And um, you know, I've known Mike for a long time, and uh, he thinks that Taylor's playing, but he couldn't say that for sure. But he, he just that's based on his feeling that they thought like last week that he would be ready to go. So we'll see if he's ready to go. If he is, that's, you know, that's kind of one of the dirty little secrets about this Iowa team is that teams have, have been able to run on them. They just haven't been able to run it into the end zone on them. (laughs) You know, they've given up one, one rushing touchdown this year. uh, But they, you know, they're giving up 130 a game, I think on the ground. And that's, Relatively high for Iowa, probably about twenty higher than um, than they would like to be, and they've gotten some chunk yardage out of them. You know, five, six a, a crack. So they've uh, and 
you're looking at an Iowa defense, and I'm sure you guys noticed this too last week when when they put Graves and Pittman in, it was for short stints because they they started running hard on them uh, up the middle, and and they brought um, Y.A. Black and, and Logan Lee back in, and and a good chance Y.A. is probably not playing. He hadn't practiced all week, so it may be uh-huh. a, a Mason Richmond situation where Mason was out and out and out and out and out Friday night. And then Saturday he went over there and they put him through some things and he went out there and was a gamer and, and gave it a shot and played every snap. And that may end up being what YA does with the bye week coming up, but I'm, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it was a shoulder issue that, uh, and he was in a sling uh, after the game. Yeah, very difficult situation. Evans, certainly with his injury, didn't look right last week. He was getting yeah. gobbled up by those big, fat offensive linemen from Wisconsin. And now with Black, with his limited role here. What happened to Jeremiah Pittman? I thought a year ago he was really ascending. Why has he not been a big part of the rotation this year? Yeah, he just hasn't. And I, I'm not sure, but he, he's, you know, Graves was struggling probably the first three, four games of the year. I don't think he like ascended the way I thought he would. I, I, you know, I kind of had this feeling that this was going to be kind of a breakout year for him, but it's really been kind of white black that's broken out uh, among the defensive tackles. But I'll say this, Graves has played pretty well the last like three, four games, like three games. He's been, I think, more to the level. But those guys, Ian Pittman, are going to have to put the big boy pants on tomorrow if mm-hmm. if, uh, if, uh, if Wyatt can't go because – Kelvin Bell said yesterday on on Wednesday when he met with the media, he's like, "Ontario Thompson's not ready. He's not in the in the army yet. So um, it's going to be just those three, more than likely, unless Jeez. somebody gets hurt, and they just have to go with somebody else because Noah Shannon can't go yet. Uh, they're, I think they're they're hopeful that the. Uh, Northwestern game, they're going to get Noah back, though. Do they have any in- intel on that, do you think, Tom? Because that's the sense that I get as well. But yet we're dealing with the NCAA. <laughs> but seemingly, uh, Ference is pretty confident that they're going to get him back. Do you think that they've got some, you know, uh, uh, any yeah. intel at all? Yeah, and I, well, it's just based on the statement that the NCAA put out a few weeks ago about the changes and that they would have them approved by the end of this month. Okay. So um, if if that's the case, and they are able to hit that that um, you know marker, then they expect that Noah's going because they the NCAA has allowed him to practice, so it's already in the hopper that basically once gotcha. this thing happens, he's going to get approved. Otherwise, they wouldn't have uh, approved him to go back to practice yet. So I think this is just like once that's approved, that Iowa gets a note that says No, Shannon's good. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Tom, it's going to be uh, a quite the scene there. We talked about the game, the weather, then everything there. The Gophers, outside of the run game, what else does concern you? What, what do you look at here? I mean, is there anything Iowa can do at all to unleash any kind of passing game? Do you, do you have anything that you could come off with? Because I keep racking my brain, and I come up with nothing now, minus the tight ends. <laughs> The yeah. passing route tree is just absolutely broken with those wide receivers. You've heard that Hayden Large potentially is going to get involved, Trent. <laughs> I mean, just put an extra offensive lineman out there. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, it might be worth it just to put mm-hmm. like, you know, Nick DeYoung in there as a as an extra tight end or yeah. something. And maybe they've done that in practice this week. It wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, 
they may get Addison Stringa back, which would help. Yeah. I, I think he's, you know, he was their third string tight end, but they're like in their fourth string mm-hmm. tight end. You know, I joke with Kirk that this is like this makes me feel like uh, like 2004 with running yeah. backs and just all the injuries and yeah. riding and riding the defense. But uh, you know, at least Drew Tate could create some offense. <laughs> you know, Drew Tate's not walking through that door. No, he's not. Who so, leads the team in receptions tomorrow, boys? Uh, boy, you know what I dug up too in my game preview today. No one that takes the field tomorrow for Iowa has a hundred yards receiving this year. Oh my god! <laughs> and we're this far into the season. Yes, Jesus. I'm no going to go. Leading receiver is Steven Stilianos. Two catches, fourteen yards. There you go. That's good. That might be a little high. Does, does Iowa? Does Iowa have more passing yards tomorrow than the Missouri punter? Because they didn't last week. That's wild. Unbelievable. What a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it is really interesting. So they're 6-1 and one and in first place in the crappy Big Ten West. Tom, uh, Trent reminded me of this in the past. When uh, when the Hawks have their bye week, in previous years, this week, uh, you guy, you with the Iowa media will get the coordinators. Have you heard anything? Yeah. Will you get the coordinators we, this week? Next we week? have not. We have not heard anything officially, but we were told that they were working on something. So mm. I would anticipate that... Um, if history is our is our guidepost, yep. Wednesday we would get um, we would get Brian Ferentz. Good stuff, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, part of On Three Media. Tom, anything you'd like to promote before we let you go? Well, nothing. We'll just do busy covering a lot of stuff. So uh, everybody, stop by, and it's a buck for the first month if you're new and. Um, to stop by, and, and we'd appreciate the support. And uh, deserve the support. You guys do a great job over there. Tom, we'll talk to you Thank next you. week. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, part of On3 Media. There you go, a buck for the first month. Our picks are next. Miller and Cons, 1245. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Up on Powerade today. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. I've been for more info. Get in on the app with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-8.com for a free quote today. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 
Before we get into our picks, you've got a pretty good high school football game tonight. Final week of the regular season. Where are you and what are the stakes? Up in Urbandale, likely winning in for both teams. Ankeny Centennials in the playoffs. A loss very well could bump them out. The Jayhawks of Urbandale need a win to get in. Need to win and get in. So both teams come in. Basically a playoff game in the Love final it. week of the regular season. All right, that's on the bull. Of course, Joe Stacy and company, they take the air at 6. They'll keep you until 11 if you're a fan of high school football. All right, Trent, let's get into the picks. I think I had the tee box off another 5-0 yeah, and and last week. I can't take it away if you keep going 5-0. I can't keep this pace 27 up. 27-8 and eight on the year for Mr. Ken Miller. That's crazy. 35 games. Uh, let's start in the call. Let's start in the pros. I've uh, been uh, lipping off all week on this game. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Chiefs. I'll gladly take the 5.5 points. Kansas City, they're bringing in a lot of guys. Hardman, I'm not sure he's going to play or not, regardless. Uh, Chargers, plus 5.5 over the Chiefs. Seattle, I think they're going to pound Arizona. I'll lay the seven and a half. Wish it was seven. It's not. It's seven and a half. But I think I'm in a good enough spot. Take the Seahawks. Lay the seven and a half over the Cardinals. To the college game, Texas Tech is, in my opinion, the most disappointing team in the Big Twelve. BYU is kind of. Meh. At the bottom of the table, Texas Tech, I think they respond. They're on the road at BYU. BYU isn't very good. Uh, lay the three. Take Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, to win and cover. Penn State, Ohio State. Penn State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. To me, these are the second and third best teams in the Big Ten East. I'll take Penn State. They're on the road. Give me Penn State, plus four-and-a-half. My best bet of the week. It's Michigan. It's Michigan to beat Michigan State and do it convincingly. What's the number? Let me get the latest number here. Trent, is it 24? That's what I've seen, yeah, at least earlier today. Don't All have right, it 24 here. it is. Michigan, my best bet of the week, laying 24, beating their in-state rival at night. Michigan over Sparty. All right, here we go. We're fighting with Mount 500, trying to bat our way back up and trying to track down the red-hot Ken Miller. We kicked things off, well, a week ago I told you to take Pitt against Louisville. Mm-hmm. That came to fruition. Now... After a big win, a bad pit team, we go the other way. Take Wake Forest. It's a pick at home against the Pitt Panthers. Pick number two, we go to my love of the Mac, and we go to my love of Chris Creighton and his covering machine that is the Eastern Michigan Eagles. We'll grab the 12 gladly against Rocco, Rocky Lombardi and Northern Illinois, plus 12 with Eastern Michigan. To the NFL we go. I can't quit this team. My numbers are less than a touchdown. I have to play it with all the Buffalo injuries. It's the stupid Patriots plus eight and a half. I hate myself. Let's continue the hatred. Baltimore, this is a great spot for them against the Lions. Getting Detroit outdoors. It's a field goal. Maybe that scares you away. Don't let it. Lay the three with Baltimore. My best bet of the week in the college game. You mentioned it. Service Academy game. There might be six, seven possessions in this whole game. With the new clock rules, Navy, Air Force, I'm getting north of a touchdown, getting You're double digits. You're Navy? Give me Navy at home, plus the 10 against undefeated Air Force. A schedule ranking 186 in the country for Air Force. Give me the midship. All right. Good luck to you, Trent Condon. Good luck to all of you out there that like to dabble. Uh, for the rest of us, just enjoy your weekend. Absolutely. Murph and Andy are coming up next at the Urbandale in High V, where I'm guessing it's mobbed. Likewise, Heather and Sean there today from 3 until 6. High school football tonight starts at 6 as the curtain comes down on the regular season. We're Miller and Condi, and you can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.